thank you, Jesus. And so, Father, we want you to know that we love you and we're grateful to you because you remain our Father. We thank you for your love for us that is unconditional. We thank you for the spirit of adoption by which we cry, Habba Father, Daddy, Daddy. And Lord, we thank you because you have a counsel to accomplish amidst us. And you are doing that already. And we give you the praise. Lord, let everyone under the influence of this service, whether in person or online, have an experience that shall be defining in our lives and that will carry us to eternity from today in every area of our endeavors. Lord, we receive that with thanksgiving. In Jesus' name we pray. And Lord, we pray for your daughter that you have used this morning to bless us. We ask you to multiply your wisdom, your discernment, your knowledge, your excellence unto her in her field, that she will continue to be a source of influence and impact positively in that field such that all that come across her, whether patients or students, will be transformed. And your kingdom will continually know increase through her. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Help me to appreciate the choir. God bless you. And the musicians too. Amen. Dr. Atiba, I, I spared you uh, the stress of having to answer this question. You may be seated, please. So I brought out my glasses so I can read. The person writes like me, and I write Greek. Good morning. Don't laugh. Good morning. Please, I dreamt and ate catfish pepper soup. I said, don't laugh. Uh-uh. I, I was that again. Dr. <laughs> Good morning. Please, I dreamed and I ate catfish pepper soup in my dream. Ever since, I have been having unwanted breath. When I woke up, I drank anointing oil, but nothing changed. What can I do? I think that combination is interesting. Catfish pepper soup in the realm of the spirit, anointing oil in the realm of the physical. And she, the person wanted her to answer the question. What would you have said? <laughs> Hallelujah! Everybody should grow up. Everybody should wise up. Everybody should be able to stand as a priest and a king of a most high God. That's what Jesus did for us on the cross. Femi, will you help me with this? Give it to me after the service. Don't let me forget my spectacle. Hallelujah. Everybody should grow up. Everybody should wise up. If you had a bad dream, and in that dream they cut off your head, and then you woke up and your head is still there, <laughs> what do you do? You shake your body and say, thank you, Jesus. The devil that did not kill you while you were asleep, cannot kill you while you are awake if you know your God. 
That is why you serve God on the strength of revelation. So understand that there is information, but there is also revelation. Whoever wrote that, I know that we might be at different levels of spiritual growth and understanding. That's, that's a given. Amen. But you must grow up. You must wise up. And you must know how to handle God's word and how to apply the word of God to your own life. Amen. Otherwise, you will always be under. You'll be subject to oppression and affliction from the devil. And you know what? Fear hath torment. You know what? Fear destroys more than death. Amen. Some people are dead before death comes because of fear. So when fear holds you captive, you are, you are a goner. She said that some people will say, I have mouth odor. And yet you will smell and there's nothing there. But fear and what they had told them long ago, ruling their lives. Information versus revelation. I want to do the little I can as uh, time will permit me because uh, I do not see how we will finish this today. But God is ever faithful. Hallelujah. If you were here last week, I'm not going to repeat myself. You know, but if you were here last week, good. If you're not here last week, go online. The messages are there and you can listen again. Hallelujah. Okay, so man's default mode was revelation. Man's default mode was revelation. Now, your, your phone, anytime you buy a new phone or a new electrical appliance, it comes in default mode. You are the one that will now personalize the settings on your phone. Some will even start with date and time. Some will now put their own name there, you know, and then you set up your applications and how you want them to look, uh, your display screen, your home screen. You know, you put everything to your personal status. But originally, that phone, using a phone, came in its default mode. Revelation was man's default mode. The first man that was made was an epitome of revelation. Amen. That was Adam. Adam was made in revelation. Adam lived in revelation until the devil came. In fact, revelation was a threat to the devil. To, till today, revelation is a threat to the devil. Amen. If you are a man who walks by revelation, you are a threat to the devil. If you are a woman who walks by revelation, you are a threat to the devil. Revelation was a threat to the devil then. It is still a threat to the devil now. Hallelujah. Who wants to be a threat to the devil? Or who wants to be a friend of the devil? The choice is yours. The choice is mine. The choice is ours. I always want to remain a threat to the devil. When I show up, he should be able to begin to wonder, what does he want to do today? Oh, where is he going again today? Oh, what does he want to say again? Oh, I mean, that should be the devil. Put the devil on edge. Let it not be that the devil sees you and says, customer. <laughs> You know, there's something we say, customer, Dadani. Some people, as far as the devil is concerned, they are good customers. Customer, Dadani. A believer should not be customer, Dadani, to the devil. Somebody with me this morning. Hallelujah. Revelation was man's default mood. Do you know on the strength of revelation, everything answered to man, whether visible or invisible, whether physical objects or inanimate objects, they all answered to him. Microorganisms answered to him. There was nothing like the malaria parasite inside the mosquito then. There was nothing like the tiger devouring flesh then. No, no. There was nothing like wild animals. All animals were friendly animals. Who gave them names? Adam. And the name he gave them was not just identity, it was also their oppression. That you will be defined by backing. You are a, go you are, you are a dog. You'll be defined by backing. So backing chose the dog. The dog did not choose backing. Hallelujah. 
on the strength of revelation. That man was operating in a realm and at a level that was beyond the physical. Amen. That man was the spirit man. Amen. Don't forget that. He had no physical clothes on because those ones were inferior to cover him. The glory was what covered him. Amen. He was walking in revelation. Everything obeyed him. Everything answered him. That was his spirit. His spirit was complete. His spirit was not deficient. His spirit was total. His spirit was alive. And uh, he was in direct harmony, direct communication with the God of all spirits. Amen. He did not need an arbiter. Do you know that by the time man fell and God began to restore man and the process of restoration began, there had to be an arbiter now. So when he gave them the law, there had to be the high priest. There had to be Aaron and his sons that will stand and mediate between the people and God because the people could not approach him directly. What Adam had, they did not have. Do you know right now, we now need the high priest to stand and to make peace between us and God. And that was why Jesus came. It was a type of what happened in the old that Jesus transposed to the new for you and I today. But see where Adam fell from. Do you know the fall of Adam is still with us up till now? There's some things about us that are a consequence of a fall of man. He fell from his default mood. What are some of those things? Do you know now even when you are born again, you can still feel a headache? Do you know now even though you are born again, you still die? The man that God made was not meant to die. Physical death was not part of it. Who is with me up till now? Now that you are born again, don't... Don't we share this earthly body? Ah. Until when we end up in glory, we'll now enter into the fullness again of what Adam had and lost at the beginning. Praise the Lord. So today, it is an insult to, to say that man is living in an information age or in the information age. We even pride ourselves and we say, this is information age. It's a disgrace. Because the revelation age was what God had in mind for man. He never expected man to leave revelation age. Praise the Lord. So revelation is supernatural. Can somebody say that with me? Revelation, supernatural. When something is supernatural, it is beyond natural. Can you help me with this? Okay, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Oh, thank you. You want to show me that you are younger than I am? Eh? Thank you very much. Hallelujah. Ah, before I go too far. There was something Dr. Atiba said. Hmm. That thing hit me. How many people remember? What did she call this? Ah, God forbid, bad thing. Do this to your neighbor. Your neighbor. Ah. How can that be the size of meat I will be eating? Ah. You don't understand. There are times the, the kidney comes in, you know, very good shapes. I remember no soft momo. Ah, you know, ah. This size, ah, it's not good though. I will ask God for grace. Ah, soft momo. You know the place they call Shin. Shin. The part of the cow, they call shin, leg of beef. Not brocotto, leg of beef. 
Ah, it has tendons and the eh, Ah, I can somebody be eating. Ah, 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 ah. I I like medicine, but I don't like. Uh, how can somebody not eat meat? Ah, praise the Lord. Please take good counsel. Follow good counsel. Don't listen to me, okay? Hallelujah. Amen. Ah, I couldn't help but uh, mention that. <laughs> Glory to God in the highest. So man was a product of revelation. Man was um, supernatural. So revelation is supernatural. I, I was going to make a point about that. So and when something is supernatural, it is not from the earthly realm. Revelation is not earthly in nature, it's supernatural. Do you know something about revelation? Do you know today, with our physical eyes, we see 100% of the visible realm. Everything, your, your eyesight is good, you see everything 100% here. But do you know that our existence goes beyond the, physic, the visible spectrum? Visible spectrum, we can see everything. I'm wearing blue, you're wearing white, we can see but there's much more to what surrounds us than the visible. Science has come to realize that there is something called electromagnetic spectrum. Physics people who are here, electromagnetic spectrum. It is part of our reality. In the electromagnetic spectrum, we only see 0.0035% of what is there. 0.0035%. That's 0%. Did you hear what I said? 0.0035%. If you want to express it as a decimal, what would that be? 0.0035%. I'm talking about the discovery of science. So it is not everything. You are seeing my blue, but beyond this blue, there's something you are not seeing. You are seeing the gray tiles, but beyond the gray color, there's something you are not seeing. The color spectrum. See, Adam saw everything before. But the fall brought his life from the realm of glory to the realm of flesh and blood. So he could now die because he was now flesh and blood. Revelation is the realm of a supernatural. Amen. The color spectrum was so limited. What we call rainbow and uh, right beef. I mean, remember right beef. There's much more beyond that that we don't see today. But with revelation, you see into that realm. Hallelujah. In Revelation chapter 4, I want to read from verse 1 to 5. After this I looked and behold the door was opened in heaven and the first one of the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me. A trumpet talking with him. So it was blowing like a trumpet but was speaking intelligible words which said come up hither and I will show the things which was be hereafter. What was that? Revelation. I will give you revelation. I will 
show you revelation. Two, and immediately I was in the spirit. And behold, a throne was set in heaven. And one sat on the throne. Immediately, I was in another realm, he was trying to say. <laughs> Maybe you can call that the electromagnetic spectrum. That was where he found himself. And behold, a throne was set in heaven. And one sat on the throne in that realm. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and like a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. Notice like, 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 like. Like unto an emerald. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders seated, clothed in white garment. And they had on their heads crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Permit me to do something. Uh, I want to read Revelation chapter 4 from verse 1 to verse 5 probably. And I want to do that uh, from the Passion Translation. And I'll be reading some notes. Just follow me. Then suddenly, after I wrote down these messages... I saw a portal open into the heavenly realm. That's verse 1. And the same trumpet voice I had, speaking with me at the beginning, said, Ascend into this realm. So the realm of revelation is not the same as our physical realm. Physical realm is information. So this note says, John did not simply watch these things happen through an open door. He was taken through the open door into the heavenly realm. So he said, ascending to this realm, I want to reveal to you what must happen. In Revelation, you have privileged information, inspired knowledge. Amen. Hallelujah. So uh, I want to reveal to you what must happen or come to be as in give birth. <laughs> the Greek word for happen is genomai. And uh, you have that. Anyway, let me leave that. So come, I want to reveal to you what must happen after this. Instantly, I was taken into the spirit realm. I want to read a note. Or I came to be within spirit. And that is used four times. The implication is that he was taken into the heavenly realm as these pictures were unveiled before him. Okay, I'll spare us that. And behold, I saw a heavenly throne. He uses the word throne 40 times in the book of Revelation. Being set in place. And someone seated upon it. His appearance was like crystal. His appearance was like crystal. Or jasper. An aggregate of microgranular quartz. You don't have that in other translations. It's, it is not likely to be on the screen. <laughs> That's why I said, follow me. I said... We don't see beyond 0.035% of the electromagnetic spectrum. When you are reading regular translation, you say, I saw like Jasper. See this one. Or Jasper, an aggregate of microgranular quartz. What John saw. It is likely that the word used here is not identical to our modern Jasper. <laughs> but instead refers to a clear stone like crystal. Cryptocrystalline Jasper. Revelation 21, 11 describes it as being clear like crystal. The most common Hebrew word for jasper is yasfe, as you find in some other places. Ha. And it means uh, 
or it signifies the glory of God, the splendor of God, the brightness of God, the beauty of God. Different colors, different colors, different colors in that realm. Ah, Revelation is the realm of glory. May we walk in that realm all the days of our lives. When the man is operating by revelation, he's over and above those who are around. They wonder, what kind of person is this? You know there are some people like that. Like you wonder, are these people human? Okay, let me tell us a story. One day, I was somewhere, and the pastor was preaching. And uh, he was thanking God that he just changed his posting. What was his posting? He used to be the PA to their general overseer before. But he was thanking God that now he's no more the PA. They posted him to an assembly as assembly pastor. So while preaching, he was saying, ah, the job of PA is a dangerous job. He said, why? He said, one day they were in the air traveling. And uh, the general overseer said to them, he said, sons, if this plane were to crash now, they would find me on my bed in my house. He now said, what about us? If they find you on your own bed in your house, ah, he said, this job is dangerous. So, so he said, from that day, he's been praying, hmm, Lord, deliver me from this job. That same person, there was a time he was visited by armed robbers in the house. Armed men. And they were looking for him all over the house. He was the one they wanted. They wanted. Maybe they were assassins, I don't know. And he was on his bed praying in the spirit, in other tongues. And they did not see him. They entered the room several times. They were armed. He was on the bed. They did not see him. Later he said, as he was praying in the spirit, he was lifted. So he was mid-air. Lifted from off the bed, praying in other tongues, and they did not see him. Oh, there is the realm of the supernatural. It's the realm of a revelation. Amen. And God is no respecter of persons. God does not have favorite children. Every child is a favorite. It is left to you to get more intimate. It is left to me to get more intimate with God the Father. Hallelujah. So what John was seeing, these were things beyond the ordinary, and it is captured. <laughs> so I want to read again. So his appearance was sparkling like crystal. I've read the note. And glowing like a carnelian gemstone. Let me read another note. Carnelian, also known as sad, is a mineral red in color and commonly described as a glassy, translucent, semi-precious gemstone. That was what he saw. The etymological origin of carnelian comes from the Latin word conun, used for the cornel cherry. Ah, there are things, though. I don't want to bog you down with too much. Surrounding the throne was a circle of green light or halo, like an emerald rainbow. This was not a typical rainbow, for a rainbow has seven colors. This was more like a halo of light, glory, combining many more colors, shining all around the throne. It was a full circle, not a half circle. It could have been horizontally or vertically around the throne. Hmm. Encircling the great throne were 24 thrones with elders in glistening white garments who were seated, who were seated upon each wearing a golden crown of victory and pulsing, pulsing, pulsing like your pulse, a pulsating you know, sensation. Pulsing from the throne were blinding flashes of lightning. 
Lightning is often an emblem of a revelation word of God breaking forth on the earth, which dismantles the work of Satan. Clashes of thunder and voices. Ah, I'll just stop here. Let me not turn you to emergency scientists. But <laughs> what John saw in Revelations 4, the throne room of glory, was beyond what he could capture in writing. So he would simply say, like jasper, like carnelian, like sardine stone. Amen. Inside precious stones are many qualities. Am I right or wrong, sir? Aggregated qualities and, and, and attributes. That for, that's why they are called precious stones. I once heard someone say, well, someone I know, Dickness Alokan knows the guy. This was like 20 years ago. I asked him where he was working and he said he was working for a company that gathered asteroid particles from the South Pole. I said, what kind of work is that? Then I had not done my research. He said they used to gather asteroid particles from the South Pole. So I asked him, what do you want to do with the asteroid particles? He said the company does not know yet, but they are just gathering them. Later, as I also advanced in years, because as we grow in years, we must be growing in wisdom. Except something is wrong somewhere. I got to know that uh, when asteroid particles come on the earth and fall on the earth, some of them are very dangerous. They can destroy a whole city and just one like that. But they contain precious stones that are very, very costly. So people look for them, manganese, different things, cobalt inside that rock. They come from planetary bodies that did not coalesce. You see now, the way I'm sounding. So I need It's because of revelation. It's because of revelation. What I'm simply trying to say is that there is more beyond this level. There is more beyond sunlight. There is more beyond daylight. There is more beyond color blue. There is more beyond color white. There is more beyond uh, my wig. Hallelujah. There is more beyond uh, my closure, my front, or whatever it is. There is more. Amen. And if we are not ready to go in deeper, we can discover more. So let's go deeper. Can you pray? You know the Bible says the Spirit touches all things. Yea, the deep things of God. Do you realize that God has deep things? God has deep things. Amen. The Bible says the secrets of the Lord belong to them that fear him. God has secrets. When something is your secret, every man here has a secret place. There is a place in your house that it is only those who are close to you that can get to. You can't get to my wardrobe. What's your business in my wardrobe? Hallelujah. You are not my wife. You are not my husband. You are not my child. What's your business in my wardrobe? It's my secret place. It's my place of privacy. God has places of privacy that he does not mind showing his children who want to know. So do you want to know? Do I want to know? Are we ready to go on that journey? Information versus revelation. Hmm. John saw that. Revelation will make you go against the odds. Life is full of odds. Many times the odds are stacked against us. Many times the odds don't give you a chance in life. 
At times the odds will come against you as culture. At times the odds will come against you as societal norms, as tradition, as paradigms of men. No, women are not needed in that field. No, no woman can survive in that field. No woman has ever survived in that field. Who do you think you are? Revelation will make you go against the odds. That woman was Greek, Syrophoenician. She was not a Jew. She had no passion in the ministry of Jesus. But she kept, she kept calling upon him. <laughs> calling upon him, please have mercy on me. And Jesus uh, uh, said, well, the disciples said, Master, send her away. She's disturbing her. And he said, woman, it is not right for me to give the children's bread unto dogs. But she caught a revelation. Somebody say revelation. The odds were stacked against her by no other person than the Lord Jesus himself. He said, woman, I cannot give what is precious that belongs to the children unto dogs. And she caught a revelation that even dogs eat from what the children have as leftovers. That revelation helped her to enter into what she wanted. Hallelujah. She caught a revelation. Some of us will catch insults. Uh, we can't say because we want to eat meat. Even if it is the size of a Dr. Activa's uh, meat. We'll now be calling a... Malu, brother, uh, what was the meaning of all? How can you liken me to a dog? What was the meaning of all that nonsense? Uh, after all, I, I came from a far place. You should even be happy that, I'm, that I've come to look for you. You're not talking to me anyhow. You know, she had that option, but she saw a revelation. Ah, revelation will make you stand against the odds. Go against the odds. I want to read something. Amen. The woman with the issue of blood, the odds were against her. She was bleeding, not like a tap, but it was like a regular menstrual flow that refused to stop. Under the law, she lived under the law. Jesus was alive under the law. Hello, church. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were written when? Under the law. Amen. Praise the Lord. Because Jesus had not shed his blood when all those things were recorded. Somebody, am I communicating? So that woman with the issue of blood lived under the law. And under the law, she was not meant to go where people were because she was defiling them. It was a time of clean and unclean. It's possible in church today, you have ladies who are in their monthly flows and they're here with us. I used to belong to a sect many, many years ago that when a lady was in a monthly flow, she couldn't enter the church. She wouldn't be part of a service. They will sit outside at the entrance. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You know, it's okay. Some do, some don't. Ah, and those people are still there up to now. But thank God, with revelation, we can sit together today. Hallelujah. With revelation. In actual fact, if that kind of person cooked for you, you were not meant to eat. Because the food was defiled. Amen. So the odds were stacked against that woman by tradition, by society. But on the strength of revelation, she said to herself, If I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Revelation. She said to herself, let me read that to you. In one translation, praise the Lord. BSB, how many will have that? BSB, Berean Standard Bible. I doubt if uh, Rock Media will have it. Mark's Gospel, chapter 5 and verse 28. For she kept saying, if only I touch his garments, I will be healed. For she kept saying, the regular translation says, for she said to herself, so you would think she only said it once and she made up her mind to go. Mm -mm. But she kept saying, 
But she kept saying, what is the revelation make, making you to repeat? What is it that revelation is making you to repeat? You are repeating it. You are repeating it. You are repeating it. As she was repeating it, she was inching forward. As she was repeating it, she was inching forward. And guess what? She was defiling many people there. She was defiling many people because she wasn't meant to be there. If they knew what her condition was, they would have sanctioned her. But she was ready to defy any or to get her healing. Did she get it or not? In fact, her healing is one of the most remarkable healings of the Bible. Why do we say so? That was the only time that Jesus said, virtue left me. How many miracles of Jesus have you seen Jesus say, virtue left me? That one, he said, who touched me? For I perceive virtue, revelation. For she kept saying to herself, it will make you defy the odds. It will make you defy the odds. The man born blind, he was born blind. He was born blind. He was born blind. Jesus met him. He anointed his eyes with clay, spat on the clay, anointed his eyes and said, go wash in the pool of Siloam. The man was born blind. So maybe where eyes were meant to be, maybe he just had two dark spots. That's all. He had never seen before in his life. Now, if you want to help me, you, you won't compound my problems. What do you think? You want to help me? You can see I don't have eyes. Would you now do something on, on those places and ask me to go to a distance again when I don't have eyes? But the man understood something, and I think he caught a revelation, that the person who said go to the pool of Siloam is not an ordinary person. This person, this voice, the conviction behind this voice is different. So he was ready to ask people, imagination, to ask people, can you take me to Siloam? The first person said, I'm busy. He looked for somebody else. Can you take me to Siloam? Okay. He looked for another person. Can you take me to Siloam? He said, how much do you have? I will pay you, but take me to Siloam. Finally, there was an Okada that was willing to take him to Siloam. Imagination. I said, I'm using my imagination. Without eyes, he got to Siloam. If you ask me, again, imagination, I will tell you Siloam was not close to where he was. It was a test of his faith. A test of his con conviction. How far was he ready to go? How far was he ready to obey a seemingly foolish instruction? Along the line, he could have said, I've tried. Nobody wants to take me to Siloam. Let me just go back. I will try another one. Maybe that man was fake. No. Eventually, when they asked him and said, you know, people said, he's the one. They said, he's not the one. He said, I'm the one. I'm the one. One man made clay and anointed my and said, go wash him. And I went and I came. I, 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 and I can see now. Whereas I was blind, now I see. He said, Jesus is the one that healed me. Jesus. It's the one that healed me. Jesus. They said, God does not hear sin. I said, whether it's a sinner or not, I don't know. But I know that I was blind before. Now I see. Revelation. It will make you defy the odds. Hallelujah. Revelation will bring restoration. Revelation will bring restoration. You need a restoration today. You need revelation. You need revelation for your restoration. They went and borrowed the axe head. As they were felling trees, the axe head fell into the Jordan. And they cried, alas, my master, it was borrowed. Elisha said, show me where it fell. They showed him. Elisha must have asked within him, Lord, what do I do? 
Some of the most powerful prayers we can pray are prayers we pray on our feet. Nehemiah was uh, given the king his cup of wine. But his, his countenance was sorrowful. He was looking sad. You don't bring wine to the king's table and you are sad. Because the one serving the wine was a pleasant. Because wine maketh merry. Ah, uh, but that day the king said, what is wrong with you? Why are you looking sad? That should disqualify you from your office. And he said, why wouldn't I be sad, sir? My father's city is lying in ruins. The walls of Jerusalem have been broken. The gates are burnt and so on. He said, make your requests. Then, then Nehemiah prayed. Did he say, king, I'm coming. I want to go to Orioke. When I come back, I will make my request. He prayed where? On his feet. On his feet. That was where he prayed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He prayed on his feet. So Elisha must have prayed, Lord, what do I do? And the Lord said, cut a stick. Throw a stick there. Tell me the correlation between the stick and the metal iron axe head. Tell me, what's the correlation? No correlation. Revelation will appear foolish, but it works. It works. Somebody was sharing something with me yesterday. She's in business. And people said, ah, how did you start? How did you do this? She said, I designed a banner. And uh, I will wait and ask the Lord when I'm to post the banner on social media. You know, all some people do on social media or TikTok is they show themselves dancing. And they're dancing. And they're dancing. <laughs> but some people are using the same medium or media to make money. There's a member of this church who uses his Facebook page to do magic. Ah, when I saw it, money magic about promoting magic. By the way, <laughs> magic at some level is not demonic because at some level it's just tricks. You understand? It's just tricks at some level. But don't forget that if you read Revelations 22, you will see, you will see, uh-huh. So, but anyway, I said, there are better things you can do. If you have uh, that kind of access and privilege, I'd rather promote something positive rather than magic. He prayed and the Lord showed him. Three, three there. And the iron accent flowed revelation. They recovered the accent. There was restoration. So revelation is part and parcel of our daily lives. Listen, with revelation, you don't lose. So with revelation, you can't lose. You won't lose. Losses will be far from you. Hallelujah. Losses will be far from you, revelation. It will give you your winning strategy at any point in time. King David and the Philistines, as I want to begin a roundup. Revelation will give you winning strategies. You need a strategy to win in life. At times you need a combination of strategies to win in life. At times it's not just one strategy. At times it's a combination. Hallelujah. David, King David and the Jewish army were to fight the Philistines. The Philistines were annoyed that David who ran to them for protection a while ago eventually had become king in Israel. Remember he ran to the Philistines, or to the Philistines and he was protected there. Remember Achish who said David is now with me, we are going to fight and so on and they said send him back. Remember there was a time that he stood before the king of Philistines and he said, ah, is it not the same David that he said Saul has killed his thousands, David is tens of thousands. King, what is he doing here? 
And the way that conversation was going that day, he knew these people will plan and they will execute him. It began to feign madness. He was drooling at the mouth and, and, and scratching the wall. And the king said, ah, do we have scarcity of madmen in my kingdom? Get this guy. That's how he escaped that deal. But see what I'm saying. Even that one too is revelation. Even that one too is revelation. That you, can, you better behave like a madman. That's revelation. Hallelujah. It's, revel hey, it's relevant in every area of our lives. Back to what I was saying. So the Philistines heard that he had become king. And said, David, we will fight him. Let's read. Second Samuel. Chapter 5. And verse 17. Now when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel. All the Philistines went up to search for David. All of them went up to search for David. And David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. He went down to the stronghold. The Philistines also went and deployed themselves. Where? In the valley of, help me. I thought we were reading. Raphim. So David inquired of the Lord saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? What was he looking for? Direction. What did he want? An instruction. Coming from God. Coming from the realm of the spirit. It becomes an inspired instruction. An inspired direction. It becomes revelation. That was what he was looking for. So he inquired of the Lord. And the Lord said to David, go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. So David went to Balperizim, and David defeated them there. And said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Therefore he called the name of that place Balperizim. And they left their images there. That is their idols. Maybe you don't understand. They left their idols in the war front. They brought their idols with them to the war front. It was beyond the physical battle. I thought it should be their swords, their bows and arrows. They didn't use guns then, but assuming they had guns, their guns, their cannons, their bazookas, their artillery. I thought those were the things that they should have brought to war front. But in addition to physical weapons, they brought their idols. So as they were fighting, they were using div divination. They were using enchantment. They were using sorcery. They were using witchcraft. Jacob followed you? Yes, let him go blind. Yes, things like that. That was what they were doing. Amen. So after David defeated them on the strength of revelation because God gave him a word, go, you will destroy them. They gathered all their idols and burnt them. Some foolish kings in Israel at some point took those idols after God gave them victory and they went and started worshipping those gods. Have you seen such stories in the Bible? Gods that could not deliver <laughs> their, their own people. Anyway, David was not like that. We're still reading because the devil does not give up. Then the Philistines went up. Okay, let me read. And they left their images there, and David and his men carried them away. Then the Philistines went up once again and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephaim. In life, the devil does not give up. In life, so it's a constant battle that requires working strategies. In life, the devil does not give up. Hallelujah. That is why your faith must be ever present. My faith must be ever present. Hallelujah. There is no holiday in faith. Faith has no holiday. Faith, the same way praise does not have holiday. Praise, you know, get holiday. <laughs> faith too has no holiday. Hallelujah. You don't go on holiday with your faith. 
Use your faith. You carry your faith with you every day. You are asleep. Your faith is working. Mm-hmm. You are behind your computer in the office, doing office work, but your faith is working. Your faith must never have a downtime. Never have a downtime. Because the enemy never rests. So the Philistines went up once again and deployed themselves in the valley of Ephraim, the same place. I thought having been defeated and destroyed and degraded, that would be the, but not the devil. He will recoup again. Therefore David inquired of the Lord. Therefore David inquired of the Lord. <laughs> to get a revelation. And he said, the Lord said to him, you shall not go up, circle around behind them, and come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be, when you hear the sound of marching in the top of the mulberry trees, I want to repeat that, and it shall be, when you hear the sound of marching in the top of the mulberry trees, then you shall advance quickly. For then, for then, for then, the Lord will go out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. The strategy that worked the first time may not be the strategy for the second time. That's why we must be ever present with our faith. That day, David inquired again of the Lord, I need a revelation. Lord, they have come again. I need a revelation. He was not counting on yesterday's strategy. He was not saying, I defeated them before. I'll defeat them again. He was not Arsenal. He was not Chelsea. Well, somebody beat Arsenal yesterday. Of Arsenal, where are you? I don't have any club. But I have a phone that will give me highlight that somebody, uh, say, hey, I want you to know. So I saw it, and I noticed our platform for my old secondary school was quiet. All Arsenal people, quiet. Today, I will get them. I said, how market? Oh, how market? So, the Lord said, listen, when you hear the voice of motion on the top of the mulberry trees, that is when you move. That is when you advance against them. The strategy this second time was different. God said, fetch a compass, come behind them. You would have thought that the surprise element will work. God said, oh, wait. When you now see the mulberries in front of them moving, they know that I've started moving. So until God moves, we don't move. It takes revelation. It takes an understanding of revelation. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. These things are fundamental. But listen, there's something about revelation. Get a word. That word is the revelation you require. That word could be the general word, the logos. Get a word. So you're just reading on you. Ah, you like, you fancy a scripture. At times you fancy scriptures. You just fall in love with the scripture. And then you underline it. And you make it your confession. You know, you just make it your confession. That means you're, you're just in love with that scripture. The logos. And then there are times uh, the spirit of God will quicken a particular word to you. It becomes rema. So the logos and the rema make up for revelation. In the absence of rema, stay with logo. And when the Lord gives you a rema, stay with the rema. For that hour. For that issue. And every time, run on the strength of God's word. As you run on the strength of God's word, you are running on revelation. You are a student, you need revelation. You are a professional, you need revelation. You are a public servant, you need revelation. You are a business owner, a small-time entrepreneur, you need revelation. Hallelujah. You are a minister of the gospel, ah, special. you need extra revelation. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Who is with me this morning? Someone say, I need revelation. 
I can't go through life without revelation. Please say it. Lord, grant me revelation. Continually open the heavens over me. Let there be no drought in my lines of communication with you, O God. Send the rain of your power. Send the rain of your word upon my life. I will never go through life without a word. I will never go through. I hope you're praying for yourself. I will never go through life without a word. Your word will instruct me by day. Your word will instruct me by night. The logos of your word, the rhema of your word, I will never lack. I run on the strength of scriptures. I run by the power of revelation. Baptize me, I pray, O God with the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of your word. Give me an understanding of your divine will continually. Lord, cause me to be over and above always in the name of Jesus. I thought as you were praying that you will stand to your feet. Apparently some people were just looking. They didn't know that we were praying. So you are still expecting me to call out a prayer point. No, we just prayed. We just prayed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There is a word for your healing. And there is a word for your deliverance. There is a word for your turnaround. You know something? Revelation brings revolution. Revelation brings revolution. What's the revolution? A 360 degree turnaround. Revelation brings a revolution. Lord, I pray for everyone who needs a revolution, a turnaround here today. Lord, I pray for everyone who needs a turnaround in their bodies, in their jobs, in their businesses, in their marriages, in their prospects, in their pursuits, wherever a turnaround is needed. Lord, I ask for your finger, oh God, your finger, oh God, with the Egyptians. And the magicians of Egypt saw And they could do nothing about They said this is the finger of God And they could not reproduce lies Because they saw the finger of God I ask for a revelation And a demonstration of the finger of God In the affairs of your people The finger of God In jobs, and careers, in businesses The finger of God In the wombs of people Yeah, couples that have been married Waiting on you for conception Let your finger go to work Let your finger go to work Let there be revelation let there be visitation Let there be turn around Let there be manifestation of a part of your covenant Thank you Father Can somebody say I receive in the name of Jesus I can't hear you you're, you're... Can somebody say I receive in the name of Jesus Thank you Father And it is sealed By the power of the resurrection of Christ In Jesus name can you receive a special gift from the Lord this morning? You just receive a special gift. Receive your own special gift from the Lord this morning. Say, Father, I, I, I'm your child. And I stand in faith this morning and I ask for a special gift. I receive my special gift. I, uh, <laughs> I want to share this with you. I'm led to share it with you. Because it is somebody's prayer. And it will be somebody's experience. I was in the bathroom early this morning, past 12 midnight. I was in the shower. And this friend of mine, a childhood friend of mine, last Sunday, I just woke up, you know, Sunday morning, very early, and I saw a notification, a bank notification on my phone. He sent me money. I didn't ask him for money. He just sent me money, you know. And during the week, I tried to call him. He wasn't picking his call. He said, we'll talk later, we'll talk later, I'm busy. How can somebody bless you and you want to say thank you and he's not picking? Of course, I had sent messages and so on, but up to now, I've not been able to talk to him physically. And then as my heart was praying for him in the shower, 
I had doors of joy. But I did not hear it in English. But I said it in English so that you'll understand. I had it in Yoruba. Doors of joy. Ilekwayo. Doors of joy. Ilekwayo. That was what I heard. And I said, this is amazing. I've never had it like that before. I've never had that phrase like that before. You know God is new every morning. Can you pray that prayer for yourself? Can you pray that prayer for yourself? Can you pray that prayer for yourself? Doors of joy that the Lord shall open them up unto you, unto your children, unto your husband, unto your wife. Doors of joy in your business, in your career. Doors of joy. There's a woman, there's a lady here. You have a mother. Pray that for your mother. You are bothered about your mother. You are bothered, you are concerned. Doors of joy to open up unto your mother. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Father, we receive with thanksgiving this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Lord, it shall be unto us according to our faith this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. The last thing I want to do, you want to give your heart to Jesus this morning. You want me to pray for you, for you to become born again, to be a child of God. Just raise your hand above your head. We don't have time. All heads are bowed. All eyes are shut. We're respecting our privacies. But you want to come to Jesus. Just raise the right hand above your head and I will pray for you. Whether you're male or female makes no difference. You know that it is right for you to give your heart to Jesus. To become a child of a kingdom. To become a partaker of this divine inheritance. Just raise the hand above your head. I said all eyes shut. I said all heads bowed so that we can, you know, honor the Lord. And while your heads are bowed and your eyes are shut, be praying for yourself. I see that hand. Who else? You're coming to the Lord this morning. Up on the gallery. You're coming to the Lord this morning. Raise the hand above your head. And I will pray for you. Okay, so you can stand. You can stand. Young lady, stand. And place the hand across your chest. I say, Jesus, come into my heart and live in my heart from today. And I will love you and serve you all my days in the name of Jesus. And let the power of a covenant find daily expression in her. And Lord, she will never lose this experience. And she will walk worthy of you all her days unto all pleasing. Greatness alone you shall know in life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's give him thanks and give him praise.